Have you been worried about hiring an employee or a contractor? Well, then you need to listen to this episode. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Rolston, your host, and I have the lovely Joanne Marlow here with us today. Hi, Joanne. Hi, Diane. Hi. Today, we're going to talk about how to attract, hire, and retain key piece and retain your best talent and save you money, lots of money. This is exciting. So exciting. So let me tell you a little bit more about Joanne so you know, like, well, why should we listen? And what does she know? She knows a lot of stuff. And I actually personally know Joanne. Um, we are both on the board of CAPS BC. Uh, that's Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. And so Joanne is also a professional speaker and a trainer, teacher, so many other talents and just the most lovely person. And so if you ever get a chance to connect with her, please do. So let me give you a more official bio. Joanne Marlowe works with business leaders to increase productivity and profit by implementing well-proven tools to hire and retain high-performing teams. She believes that you first need to know the core problem before you can attempt to create a solution. Once she diagnoses the main issue, her systems uh, are shared and implemented. She has helped thousands of people become more engaged, productive, and happier in their jobs, leading to higher profitability and growth. Yes, profitability. That's that's what we're looking at. And I know that a lot of the listeners here, maybe small business owners, they have people on contract or vendors, or maybe they're thinking of hiring their first assistant, people on their teams. And there's also people listening who have bigger teams. And so I'm glad you're here to help us with this big problem, especially for places that, you know, don't even have an HR team, they're completely lost. And I know what you provide can complement an HR team to give them the right plan. Is that right, Joanne? Absolutely. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing how many small companies, or even, you know, people who have companies who have 60 or more employees, they don't have an HR system. Mm. Yes. <laughs> not, not good, but sometimes we, you know, people don't have the funds to do it. But as I'm hearing from, from what I've learned from you already in our previous talks is you can't afford not to because hiring costs a lot of money and retaining if you have to keep retraining people. So let's kind of go, go back and let's, let's find out from you, Joanne, like, how did you even get into business in the first place? How did you want to be a business owner, to be your own boss? Like, how did that start? Well, we've got to go way back into <laughs> history here. <laughs> well, we could go there. <laughs> um, when I was a teenager, I was introduced to a program for teens called Junior Achievement. Oh. And it's sponsored by big businesses. And um, we're teenagers, sort of 14 to 18, run their own businesses. And so I... My first position was treasurer, and I thought, okay, don't much like to do, 
numbers and figures, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and then following that, I was president of the companies that I, that I belonged to and got very involved in leading the group and selling. And by the time I was 18, I had won every provincial award there was and wow. competed um, nationally and became the first president of Junior Achievement of Canada. So wow. that really got me on the ball of, I want to learn more about business and, um, so I, when I went to university, that I studied economics and commerce and um, mm. found that uh, there was no equality for women. They asked stupid questions like, so do you have a boyfriend? Are you getting married soon? And I thought, what? Um, so I thought, I don't want to be along with businesses like that. And mm. wrong values. I, you know, I, I knew that men... Uh, wanting the same job would stay maybe two years. I'd done my research and wow. eventually I went into teaching. Well, not eventually. I'd hopped right back into, into school, got my teaching degree and uh, taught business. Hmm. Yeah. So you came from, it's funny to actually like you had business knowledge and experience before you even learned about business and went to, to school for it. That's really cool. That, that usually doesn't happen that kids, high school kids. And now I, it's funny. I also did junior achievement through high school. I loved it. I, when I started a business and moved to BC, I, I looked for the junior achievement program. And so if you're listening to this and you know, that there's like someone is running a junior achievement program, tell me so we can promote it because it is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so is that where you realize like, I love business. Yes, but what I learned more than anything, you know, like when you're taking, you know, a ton of courses, there's some you excel at and others you don't. Mm. So, you know, accounting, well, I have an accountant now. <laughs> However, what yeah. I was really good at was the learning the behaviors of employees, organizational mm. behavior, and marketing research and determining what the problem was so that I could figure it out. And those are the kinds of courses I really excelled at. And I still use those today in my model that I'm using in my own business. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And so with, um, with this being your passion, how do you now bring that in to help businesses and employees find their perfect career match? Well, that's a good question. First of all, I want to address that one of the biggest problems, probably globally, is that is retention. People mm. will hire people and they'll stay for a while and then they leave. It's almost like, you know, okay, well, I've dipped my toe in that water, Ugh, too cold, and out they go. Or some might stay for two years, but typically if, if an employer expects their employee to stay more than two years, they're out to lunch. Wow. They are really probably a boomer who, who says, well, my father stayed in a job for his whole life. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Why doesn't it happen anymore? Well, there's a lot of reasons. That's a good question. Number one, life is changing so quickly. Technology has just taken over. Yeah. And so there's new things to learn all the time. 
But one of the biggest mm-hmm. causes for people to leave yeah. is, is poor management. And, you know, we've got five generations working in the workplace right now, and they all have different beliefs about work. So I have studied and, and written a book about those five generations and why they are like they are and um, what their passions are, what, what their purposes are, what they want in a job. And, mm. you know, and most employers aren't aware of the real differences between those generations. So if, you know, there's somebody in their 60s hiring someone right out of university in their early 20s, they won't necessarily have the same communication style. They won't have the same yeah. work ethic. Um, you know, some, some young people have been, you know, they'll text and say, not coming in this morning. I have a dentist appointment at 11. So I just figured I won't bother coming in. Or they just, they go to work for two days and then ghost them. That's a word I learned recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, so you mentioned your book. What's your book called? We need to know. Okay, it's a long title, but says it all. 25 Powerful Strategies to Hire and Successfully Retain Millennials. Mm -hmm. And it's been a bestseller since 2017. It's still being sold. Um, Got great reviews. Uh, HR has lapped it up. And it has not just millennial focus, but it tells you about all five, all the generations. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. And, you know, maybe some people are thinking, well, I don't have employees. If you have a team in a network marketing business or relationship marketing, you kind of have employees. (laughs) And so you need to know what all your distributors or consultants or director, whatever you call your people, you need to know what motivates them and how they communicate. And so that book sounds like a great thing. I'll make sure we add that a link to that directly in the show notes. Um, so if you want to go and I'm talking to you listeners, if you want to go grab that book, then uh, you'll be able to also find out more about yourself and what drives you. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. So you probably then through your book and through the work that you've done, you've come up with some systems or processes or methods or formulas or something to help people to be able to attract, hire, and retain. So could you share something from that with us? Well, I'll have to charge you, you know. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I know that you're going to be good to to my people and you're going to share a piece of it. Absolutely. Well, you know, there's there's some things that are absolutely key. And you and I were talking earlier that you know, retention is the biggest problem, but I look at that as not the problem. The mm. problem is how to hire and put your company in such a position that everybody is really engaged and happy to work there. So retention doesn't even become a problem. Mm. And that's, you know, it sort of sounds like I have a magic wand and wave it. No, it takes some work to do all of that. So the first yeah. thing that people need to realize is um, number one, they have to have clarity on, on their business hmm. and themselves. You know, I, I was 22 when I became really, really clear on what excited me, what turned me on, what I needed to accomplish for others. Yeah. To be, you know, sort of what legacy do I want to leave? And yes, I was teaching, but I heard that the statistic that eight out of 10 employees were unhappy in their job. And I thought, 
what? Wow. And I couldn't believe that because I was so happy. I'd written my own curriculum. I had classes of 45 kids in my class. Um, and I was teaching them about life and how to, how to meander through that and successfully. And the one thing that I made sure I taught all the way through my years, and that has now bounced into teaching at university and into business, is you need to know why you've been put on this earth. What mm -hmm. excites you? And for me, I wanted to make sure that I flipped those statistics in some way so that more people were happier in their jobs. So I taught kids how to do that. Now I teach businesses how to find those people that have a perfect match. So going back to my point number one, finding out that clarity has four steps. Okay, First can I pause all, you for one second? Because I, I want to make sure our listeners are really catching this, okay. that the business owner, the CEO, whatever level it is, the team leader, if you're in relationship marketing, you have to have clarity on your what lights you up yourself so then you can find the employees or team members who also are in alignment with that and can get behind that. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Perfect. Because what I, this is so crucial because what I'm then guessing, the story I'm telling myself self based on what you've just said is it's not all about money. It's not just throw more money at the person and they'll stay or throw more money out at the job posting and you'll track the right person. It's actually a deeper heart-centered place. That's right. Cool. And taking a look at all the generations, the younger generations, Gen Z and Gen, and Gen Y, the millennials, those people really speak loudly. If your purpose and their purpose don't match, they won't last. Yeah. You'll get rid of them or they will walk. And so if you're not clear on your purpose, for example, mm. I call it your North Star. So, oh. you know, if you go back into Maritimers where they would be in a storm or in the sunshine at night, they would see that North Star and they would know that they're either on track or they're off track mm. and would gear back into into place so it doesn't matter your passion and purpose has to be so clear and it's an easy question it's why are you in this business anyway that's it what do you hope to achieve i guess it also when you look at some of the companies that have um i guess a philanthropic aspect to them like tom's shoes i i, I don't want to get in trouble by anybody but it's not like they're known for how great their shoes are they're known for how they give back right they give a pair of shoes to someone in need so i guess that's also how you can bring when you get really clear on what you're passionate about in the world it's not even just i'm passionate about shoes i'm passionate about um supporting people to have shoes on their feet so that's that's cool. Okay. So what else do you want to share with us about that? Yeah. And I, I, you know, if people aren't familiar with Simon Sinek's book, um, you know, know your why I mm. highly recommend you either listen to it or purchase and read it over and over and over again, <laughs> because it go, you'll have these little moments. Of, oh my gosh. I, I didn't even know that about me, but oh. that will really help you to determine your passion and your purpose. So once you know exactly what you want to achieve in your life, 
you won't veer off. You won't say, oh, look, a squirrel. You'll, you'll go back and say, got to go back on track. This yeah. is my purpose. This is my why. And then the second thing a business person needs to do, and this covers a whole lot, but we don't have time for that. Yeah. But just you want to take a really good look at what behaviors do I want to demonstrate and all of my employees to demonstrate? Hmm. So a lot of employers um, or leaders, managers who do the hiring, and it can be everybody. I know a group of physicians who they do their hiring themselves at $350 an hour. I mean, what a waste of time. I could, yeah. I could do that in a flash, but it takes between 20 and 30 hours to find one good candidate for a company. So That's I just want to make sure our listeners are catching this. Just because you think you can do a job doesn't mean that you should. And so uh, you're saying $350 an hour is because that's what a physician can make when they're actually treating patients. And so for you to come in and do this, you're not only going to do it um, at a more efficient pricing, right? But also more efficient in time and the best candidate because of the expert expertise that you have. <clears throat> yeah. So it's worth it. Well, I've been told <laughs> I save companies a lot of money just because I've already designed the right questions that need to be asked. Uh, even the applicants say, well, nobody's ever asked me that question before. Hmm. So I look at behaviors. I have them tell me stories that show me what kind of behavior they have during a particular case study or a question. And then I determine based on what I know about the company or what the employer knows about their own company, will this kind of behavior match what is important to me, mm. meaning, meaning themselves? So yeah. if the employer knows that they want the behavior to be kind and respectful to everyone um, or that they follow through, uh, you know, behaviors are sort of like an iceberg. Most employers will will say, "Okay, here's your experience. You've had, a, you've got some accounting. You've done this. You've done that. That's good. Um, when can you start?" And that doesn't work. You have because er, most of the behaviors, like what happens if they're they have a conflict with another employee? What happens if they have a conflict with a manager? They will spend. 15 hours on average talking about their boss with another employee mm -hmm. can you afford that amount of waste of time during during work hours that you're paying for while they complain about you i, I hope your answer is no yeah so you know that's that's really surprising 15 hours complaining that's a lot and so yeah. it's worth putting the time into writing the right job posting to yes. get people who are in alignment with your behaviors, your values, uh, how you view the world, your perspectives and such, because that's going to create the culture of the company is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you beat me to it. So oh, the, sorry. <laughs> no, the first is find your purpose, your why. The other is know what behaviors you want people to demonstrate definitely what values do you want not just you but all your management team and then all of your employees to share with you hmm. and you have to and then you have a vision so by having those values and that vision that equals culture 
Mm, and and okay. that's what builds the culture. And by having that culture based on those four principles, you will find that everybody is enjoying their job. They're more engaged because they believe in your vision. They believe in the same values you do. You're aligned. Yeah. And you've asked them, you've asked them the right questions during the interview to be able to determine, are you the right person for us or not? Yeah. And so I I see this as like a recipe. You really need to know that you have the right ingredients in the beginning because you can't make chocolate chip cookies with broccoli or (laughs) right. (laughs) Or with pork. And so it's, so it's much easier to hire right in the beginning to attract the right people, to interview in the right way, to ask the right questions, to get the right stories, to know that you're hiring the right person for their personality and their belief system so that they're in alignment with you and create the right culture because to go backwards and try to fix the culture and you, you have to actually try to remake the people and you can't. And I guess that's where either the employee says, forget it. I'm out of here. I'm sick of it. Or they cause enough trouble that the employer has to say, sorry, we're letting you go. That's right. And, and even Mm. along with that, you know, my, my adage is, is hire slowly and fire quickly. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm just going to give them one more chance. Or maybe if I give them some training or they're not very good at that, I think I'll make, give them training in that area. No, you're hiring them for their strengths and you're building on those strengths. You Mm -hmm. hire somebody else who is strong in that other guy's weak area so that you've got a team that works really well together. And you're all aiming for the same purpose, the same values, the same vision. And that's what creates that retention and because of the good culture. Yeah, yeah. And that also made me just think, I was listening to a, a session, a class or something, whatever you can call it. Uh, a training about how to, how to get on a board. And it was talking about when a board member leaves, they're always looking for kind of what void is left based on that person's skill set and such. But I'm also seeing now, not just big companies, small companies and people with a team, but also boards really need to look at what is the purpose of the main person running the board and, and the why and the value system of everyone. So yeah. it's, it's used in so many different places. Well, that's right. I mean, even if you're a solopreneur and you're looking for a graphic designer for, to do your website, there has to be that continuity between, you know, they understand your purpose. They, they appreciate the behaviors that you mm. want to. They have to take that and put it into their design and the words they use. If they don't yeah. understand it because you don't know where you're going in your business, you're going to have a real problem and you're probably your website's going to be way too wordy compared to, you know, putting it succinctly. This is my purpose. This is what we're looking for. And this is how I can help you. Hmm. Okay. So have you've wrapped up then now the, the kind of four step model there? Yes. And, you know, to, to let you know what I do with that, that is the first step that I ensure that my clients have and I will help them if they need it to go through each of those you know and and some some employers have come to me and say you know I don't know what the problem is um and 
all I know is our profit margin is going down and our income is going up. Mm. And so one of the things, you know, from way back in university, I was really good at is figuring out what the problem is. What is the core issue? And so I interview the managers and um, being a certified life coach, I, you know, everything is confidential. Everything that I build trust and good rapport with people and they tell me everything. And they know that the owner of the company will know nothing other than some employees are concerned about blah. And I will do a complete analysis of the company and say, this is your problem. Now in that one company that had this issue, he honestly, the CEO honestly didn't know. He said, I think it's communication or maybe my managers need some training or, or something. Well, what I found is there is no, there was no HR system. So they were hiring, you know, Sam's cousin's brother at the bar and, and bringing them in because they had no HR rules or system whatsoever. Uh, and their turnover rate was 80%. Wow. And it was costing a quarter of a million dollars a year. Wow. And he had no idea. And most employers don't know how much that's costing that's them. Costing. And they were ready to pump money into more training come and potentially come down hard on the wrong people for the wrong reason. And it's just going to cause more turnover. Well, wow. So it's good yeah. that you can get to the heart of it. Yeah. So finding out the core issue. I mean, truly, if you don't know what the real core issue is, you're, you're trying to solve the wrong problem. Yeah. But once you know exactly what the problem is, solving it is a snap. And then, you know, if, if companies who are listening are, are bigger, maybe five or more employees, basically I will, I can go through if they want to a series of, okay, there's the problem. And then I'll say, here's how we're going to fix it. And I train the managers on the new protocol, mm. um, get them all with the purpose, the behaviors, the values, the visions, all that kind of stuff. And then we actually implement the changes. So mm-hmm. it truly is change management in some cases. Yeah. But what happens is it takes a company that doesn't know why they're, they're losing people and it creates a whole different approach to running a company where retention is no longer an issue. Yeah. Cause you know, you could think in seeing the title of this, uh, attract and, um, hire and retain that it's, it's about, well, ask the right questions and post in the right places. And this is how you write the job posting. And this is, you know, how you, but it's less about that. And it's more about the core and the foundation. And so this is how I'm seeing that how you approach it, your business model can really help businesses of all sizes and, or boards or a network marketing team, relationship marketing team. You can really help all of them. Is there any other pieces that we've missed around how you help businesses of all sizes? Well, you know, when you mentioned, you know, asking the right questions and and that kind of thing, that is part of it because there are I, I have, um, I'm certified in competency-based management, and I'm not going to go into detail. Oh. A lot of businesses may not even be familiar with what competencies are. They think they do, but they may not. And it involves all of those behaviors, those values, that kind of thing. And so the knowing 
how to word that job description, knowing what questions to ask and how to get that out. I'm, I'm able to help the company develop the competencies for the management team, for each employee. And if they're a big company, I have an affiliation with a company in Ottawa that does it through AI. And um, Ah, I'll leave that to them because they have been in business for 30 years and know all the competencies required for pretty well every job that exists. Oh, wow. Yeah. That that saves a lot of time. Oh, it's quite amazing. It's quite amazing. And I've had lots of conversations with them and, and stuff, but you know, smaller companies, I can do that too. I've been, I've been trained. So that's, that's exciting. There's just no room for error anymore. Yeah. And then your management team is no longer the problem. You know, like most people, 61% of people leave a company because of their boss. Wow. whoever that might be well to wipe that out is huge because then yeah. you've got management managers who are really doing what they love to do hmm. not what they've been promoted to do yes exactly and when you're in alignment with what you're meant to do in your core competencies and your zone of genius and all that you are happier and more energetic and can do more and do better That's right. so Yeah. So we've covered a lot of ground today and I want to kind of wrap up with this one question here. It might be a big question. I don't know, but what's the most critical step in your opinion that all businesses and employees need so that they can um, engage and be productive in their business or their career? That's a great question. So how I'm going to answer that is many business owners or people who are thinking of starting again, even through COVID, it has been a real doozy. <laughs> yeah, doozy, yes. Roller coaster. Yes. Pivot is a big word, you know, that is overused, but boy, it, it has, it's made us change. It's made me change too. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, is businesses, when they're feeling all this disruption, hmm don't take the time that peaceful quiet time that they need to find that clarity the purpose Mm -hmm. behaviors values and vision and so you know i've even escaped i've gone up to to whistler for a week and redefined who i am and why Mm. and and who i want to be involved with and you know it doesn't matter whether it's like you've mentioned, it doesn't matter if you're a solopreneur, you need to do this and you can't do it with all the distraction around you. You cannot say, oh, I know my purpose. It has to be written down. Hmm. And your vision can't just be a plaque on the wall saying, no. oh yeah, everybody follows that. No, they don't. Are they living it? Yeah. Are they proving to you? Are they accountable in saying, this is an example of how I make that vision happen? Because that's competencies. Yes. And taking the time to find that clarity, absolutely number one. And so it's not even just that the company follows the vision. It's even, it's the, that's how you get the right people. So you actually need to make it a living piece of your hiring cycle or hopefully 
hire once and be done. <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, think too of succession planning. If everybody has the same belief and it's filtered from the top all the way through, and you know that the person who is maybe the maintenance worker has the same vision or is working because of your vision yes. that they agree with, they can move up the company and all they need to do is make sure that the training involves the skills that they're strong in and you can move them into the right place. I can't tell you how much money can be saved by you. Wow. Yes. Yes. Well, a lot of, a lot of eye-opening piece. I've, I've heard, you know, you speak and talk about different pieces of this and, and um, I, I took a bunch of stuff away and I'm sure the, my audience has as well. So thank you. Now, if um, I know you, you have a gift from, from a people. So um, what can they, what can they go to your website and grab? For sure, I invite you to have a, a, a free consult with me. Mm. And, and um, you know, it, I will gift you a half an hour of my time to help you determine if there is an issue that you need to have resolved. And I can guarantee you will go away with some, uh, with some actionable items mm. based on what we discuss. And also, um, you can go into my website and download uh, a written piece. And it's called um, Three Unspoken Reasons Why Your Best Employees Leave. There are lots of reasons, but these are the three critical ones. And by you knowing ahead of time, yeah. you will be able to do something before those people leave. And nice. sometimes it's just a matter of doing a weekly check-in. Hey, how's it going? What are you doing? Um, how's that report coming along? Do you need any help? Mm. And how long does that take? Maybe one minute. And if that's one way of you keeping track and, and creating a relationship with them and just know they know that you care because most people will leave. Most people will leave because they don't feel appreciated or feel that their boss even cares about them. Yes, yes. And it might not even be them seeking to leave. It might be a headhunter that come and comes and pulls them away. Ooh, so, okay. yes. Okay, well, you've been super generous. So what's your website so people can go grab that? It'll also be in the show notes, but just to make sure that they hear it from you as well. Right. Well, it's pretty easy. It's joannemarlow.com. Perfect. Perfect. So go over there and get that, you know, whether you want to like keep people on the pack with you at, at your school or on your team or whatever it may be, or even like customers, this, this can help. I, I know it can. So go and grab that from Joanne's website. And Hey, if you can get an hour with this amazing expert at this take it, take it. Now, this is probably best for those who are like, have five plus employees. Um, but if you do see that there's, there'd be some huge value in you um, talking with Joanne and potentially like uh, getting her to support you and some of the work that you're doing, then, then reach out. And how do they reach out to you to, um, to get that, that time with you? Again, it's, it's on my website. They Perfect. just need to click chat now and, uh, and it'll, It'll, they can um, select a time through Calendly. Awesome. Yeah. 
Awesome. And uh, every time I have someone book a time with me to have a chat about something, I always encourage you book a full hour in your own calendar so that when you have that spark, that great idea, you have some time to mark it down, write it down. And uh, sometimes the conversation ends up going longer. And so just give yourself that extra time. So Joanne, thank you. It's so cool to kind of hear your journey from junior achievement to um, and making your own business to supporting businesses, not just the business, but the employees to be in, in a career and in a place in an environment. We spend so much time there. And so the work you're doing is just making people happier. And that is what I want. I want people to choose a career and, and know that it serves a purpose in their heart and, and uses their strengths. And I help people even figure out what kind of career. So, you know, I'm mentoring a lot of students at university who are oh, wow. not knowing what to do. And uh, money is, is flying out of parents' pockets in, in university courses. You know, one, one kid wanted to be a nuclear physicist. And then as soon as he graduated, he said, I think I want to be a, a, um, a youth counselor and back to university. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So I, I can save companies, business leaders, parents, so much money. And, and I do that through my mentoring or my, my coaching as well. So yeah. um, it's, it fulfills me to see my, my clients succeed. That, that is what I want. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, thank you for being so generous with your time with us and generous in the world with, with your expertise. And so uh, the best reward that, that you as a listener can do right now, the best gift that you can give would be to make a comment, comment, um, do a review, talk about what you thought of this episode and hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes where I interview really great uh, dynamic women that are in the world. That's what I really aim to do is just find the cream, the, the women that are going to bring it and say it and share it and give you some tangible tips. So thank you so much for being a listener. And thank you, Joanne, for your time today again. Thank That's you for your great. Thank you. Yes. And uh, for all of you out there, make sure you stay dynamic. See you next time. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.